So now I'm going to talk to you about how to finish the year well. Okay? Four things and we're out of here. Number one, faith. Build your faith. If you're going to finish well, it is going to require a development of your faith. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 3. Oh, yeah, we're getting in the word now. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. It is a favorite passage. It's, it's the passage. I want to deal with some of this on Sunday. Amen. Can I, can I say this to you? Without faith, I don't want to overlap into my, um, into my sermon. Um, the, the text says, and without faith. But, but the question is, what is faith? Right, So when you say, how do I finish the, the year well, I must measure my faith. I must see how far I have come this year. Okay, if I'm going to finish well and look at my life and say, okay, you know what? I have made progress in my faith. A lot of what we do, and we don't understand this, a lot of what we do, we do it by faith. We just don't know it's faith, right? So a lot of times we're thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to try this. No, you're trying this without knowing what the outcome is going to be. But guess what? That's faith. Anything that you see, anything that you can see is not faith, right? So he says, and without faith... It is what? Now let's back up to verse 1. What does it say there? Now faith is what? Okay, you, you notice faith is, is an assurance. That word assurance means confidence. Right? So if you're going to finish well, I, I pray that you ask God to increase your faith. I pray that you ask God to give you an increase in faith. Now, be careful what you ask for. Because when you ask for an increase, you will be put into situations where you will have to be tested to prove that, okay, this is how you get an increase. See, faith is stepping out there, not on nothing, but on everything you believe. I wish I had somebody. Okay, so it says, in verse 1, it says what? Faith is what? The assurance of things what? Okay, so let's flesh that out for a minute. What does that look like? Practical, what does that look like? No, what, no, what does that look like? The assurance of things hoped for. Okay. To believe. What does assurance mean? Confidence. That I know that if I do this, the outcome will be this. But what happens if the outcome is not that? Is it still faith? Of course it is. Because... You don't dictate the outcome. All you're responsible for is taking the first step. 
I wish I had somebody. You understand what I'm saying? So, so like today, right? Uh, uh, the other, I'm, I'm trying to change the insurance of my house, and if you don't have windstorm, a windstorm certificate on your home, you, the price of your insurance goes through the roof, right? So, come to find out that the engineer did not submit the paperwork. I'm like, wow, since 2010. And so we've been paying like way, like thousands of dollars more on our insurance because of that one certificate. So when I went to the insurance company, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, if you call this number, he said, it's kind of hard though. Then he went on through us, he said, but just call this number and it will, you know, and find out what they can do. Now, before I called, I had prepared in my mind, I, I felt it. I said, okay, I'm going to believe that everybody that I'm supposed to speak to is going to help me. Now, my first attempt, I didn't get anywhere. God said, well, I, I, don't, I, I can't help you. You got to call another number. and blah, blah. So, so yesterday, I was sitting in my office. No, this morning, I was driving, driving here, and I get a call. And they said, oh, yeah. Uh, this is what happened. What happened was the engineer didn't finish. So here's the engineer's name and number. See what I'm saying? But my, I did not, in my faith, I did not say it was over. See, this is where I'm trying. My assurance and my hope were aligned together. I'm trying to help you to finish well. And if you're going to finish well, you cannot do it without faith. And I'll show you why. So I called the engineer, right? The engineer said, well, uh, the, the person that did the inspector now is the president of the company. I said, wow, okay. But the lady was like, okay, I will do my research and I'll have an answer for you by the end of the day. Now, how many of you believe that after she said that, you believe it, right? You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that shit, yeah, yeah. And that's how a lot of us miss opportunities and miss blessings because we don't believe. You understand what I'm saying? At 439 today, she called me back. They found a certificate, and they're getting ready to file it in Austin, and it will save us thousands of dollars. Point being, and I just use that as a current illustration to say that my belief, my, my faith, my, the hope that I had, it did not leave me. And sometimes we look on what we see and we say to ourselves, no, it's, it's not, it's not going to get any better. It's not, you know, it's, you know, it's always going to be this way. But when you have faith, look what it says. It's the assurance of things, what? Hope for the conviction. You know what that word conviction means in the, in the Greek? Proof evidence and here's what here's what I want to say about conviction right the reason why when I hope for something I have the conviction or I have the proof that it's going to happen because I'm basing it on the things that have happened before I have proof that God is able I have proof that he's a way maker I have proof that he'll never leave me nor, nor forsake me. I have proof that, let's, guess what? That whatever God has for me is for me. And I'm not just being cliche-ish. Listen, I, I see Christians living below 
the standard that they should be living at. Faith. If you're going to finish this year strong, you must ask the Lord, Lord, give me the proof that I need. But the word also means to test. And I want to ask you a question. Has any of you tested the principle of faith? Sunday, we're going to have an opportunity to test our faith. Come on, y'all. We've been doing this a long time, and we know what Sunday is about. This Victory Sunday, it, it, it's a display of our faith, just like any other day, but it's a special day, right? We're, we're coming, and we're, we're, we're presenting ourselves and presenting an opportunity, watch this, to say, okay, God, we're, we're looking for this, and if it's, I'm believing already based on the past, that I ain't going to have to beg on Sunday. Come on, y'all. I promise you, I don't have to beg on Sunday. I'm believing by faith it's going to happen. Because I have what? Proof. <laughs> proof. How many of you have proof? Anybody? That God, is, that God can do what he says he's going to do? Watch this now. He says, the conviction of things, what? Not seen. Now watch this. Look at verse 2. You got to read verse 2 now. Look at verse 2. Put up verse 2 on the screen. For by what? Stop there. What is the it? By faith. By faith what? The men of old gain approval. By faith, we understand that the what? The worlds were prepared by the what? Ah. The worlds was prepared by the world, word of God. That's Genesis 1. God spoke and it came to pass. The word of God. So if God prepared the world, hold on a second. If God prepared the world by the word of God, what if you took the word of God Come on, somebody. By faith, stand upon it. Believe it. Come on, somebody. Put it to the test. What could happen at the end of this year? It ain't over yet. Come on, somebody. You may have messed up the first half, but guess what? It ain't over yet. And by faith, God can turn your life around in the blink of an eye, y'all. God can change some things in your life if you have faith. Watch this. He says, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are what? Visible. Now watch verse 4. By faith, able. So this is what you call the hall of faith. Write that down. Alright, so, so what the Bible is doing, what the writer, the Hebrew writer is doing, we don't know who the writer is. Some say, I believe it's Paul. Me personally, because it has his fingerprints on there. Here's the thing. The hall of faith serves as an example for us. To see how faith really works. Look at this. Now, I don't know if you guys remember the story of Cain and Abel, right? All right? Look, look at this. It says, by faith, Abel, what? 
All right. Abel brought his offering to God. He brought his first to God. By what? There you go. Whatever you bring to God, it has to be done by faith. God says, I, I, I get it, but I don't want it if it's not done. If you're, if you're giving to me, with you thinking about, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get this, but I got my rent to pay. I got to keep it. That's not faith. You know why? And watch this. But it will never benefit you. Okay? And it will never benefit the church either. Believe it. It has to be done by faith. Look at Cain and Abel, right? It says, watch what he says. He says, though, uh, he says, a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was what? Righteous. God testifying about his what? And through faith, though he is, can I help you with something? Your faith will follow you to eternity. All right? Listen, you and I have to understand that when people say, man, you crazy for doing that. Or why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? Listen, it may not make sense to them, but your only answer should be this, by faith. That's it. Look at verse 5. By faith. Who? Enoch was taken up so that he would not see what? Death. And he was not found because God took him up for he obtained a witness that before being taken up, he was what? Now you see the context. Who said that? Cliff. Enoch walked with God until he was not. He walked off the face of the earth. He was a righteous man. And may I say this to you today? You cannot walk with God if you don't do it by faith. I understand why a lot of people's relationship with God is all jacked up. It's jacked up because they want a God that they can see, touch, feel, understand. It's got to make sense. God's like, listen, you just got to accept me for who I am, and I am God, and you can take me like I am by faith. And then he moves in to verse 6 where he says what? And now let me tell you why I said you have to finish well with faith. Because that's the only thing that you can do to please him. That's how you finish. You finish this year. Man, I'm all in Sunday's message. You finish this year by saying, God, I want to be pleasing. How many of you want to please, be pleasing to him? Listen, did he tell you to jump? Did he tell you to quit smoking? Did he tell you to quit drinking? Did he tell you to quit doing all the stuff you think you've made up in your mind that you had to stop doing? No, he says, just have what? Because faith affects all those other areas. Faith will give you the motivation to say, no, nah, I don't need that. Faith will give you the motivation to say, no, nah, I'm good. Because you're pleasing to God. Watch the text. It text, it text says, and without faith is what? It's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he, what? 
and that he is so finish by pleasing God but finish by seeking God but before you seek God you got to believe that there is a God because if you don't believe there's a God then there's a problem alright alright next thing ready Take a look at your faith. Second thing you need to finish well. Ready? Financial. All right? Take a good look at how you spent your money this year. Okay? Uh, if you have a lack, there's a reason for it. Pull your banks. I'm just giving you some practice. Pull your bank statements for the last 11 months. And start going down those line items. Uh-oh. Start paying attention. Okay, I was a good steward this year. Financial. Why did I say financial? Because financial is everybody's issue. Right? Everybody got a problem with money. You shouldn't have a problem with money as a believer. Why? Go to Proverbs chapter 3. And your checkbook or your debit card or your cash app feed or your um, Apple Pay feed and all that kind of stuff, Zelle feed, tells you a story. Okay? It tells you a story. Now, what does it say in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9? Honor. Let's talk about that word honor for a minute. All right? The word honor means glory. Right. It, means, it means to make it heavy, weight. Now, you can honor God. People say, I honor God, giving honor to God. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they never give. <laughs> you caught that, didn't you? Give, giving honor to God, man. You know, they don't give. I want you to pull up your bank statements and start taking an inventory of how you did this year. Don't wait till tax time. Pay attention. How did we, how did, how did we spend our money? Did we honor the Lord, watch this, from your what? Now, let me ask a question. Did any of you gain wealth this year? All right. Some people say, oh, I'm not wealthy. Did you honor the Lord with your wealth? Watch what it says. And here's how you can tell. Now, a lot of us say, yeah, I have done that. And from the what? All right, not the first of the month. I ain't talking about. He says the first. The first, not, the, not, not after taxes, before taxes. All right, now this is a lesson that you, we were hype on the, on, on the faith part. Now, like, shoot, he's losing me now. Shoot, he's, wait a minute. You want to finish well, this is what I do every year. I do. I sit down and I calculate. I start calculating. Okay, how much money did I give to the Lord? I look at how much I made. I said, okay, now, does it match? Does it match? 
Because if it doesn't match, it meant I robbed them. And then that's probably why I have a lack. Pay attention. From the first of all your what? Produce. Here's the key part to this whole thing. Here's the reciprocation. Verse 10. So what? Now, of course, you don't have barns, right? But you have bank account. So your barns will be filled with what? Gosh, man. How many of you have plenty? Y'all don't want to raise your hands. I ain't raising my hands. <laughs> How many of you want plenty? That's a different story, right? See, if, if you take this formula, it'll work, right? But you can start now for next December, right? <laughs> but, you know, God can take that penny or that $5, and he can turn that thing around in three weeks. Watch this. So your barns will be filled with what? Plenty. Why does God want you to have plenty? So that you can be a blessing. And your vats will overflow with what? Listen, I don't want that old wine. I want that what? You know what the new wine here is symbolic of? Joy. So if you're going to finish well, pay attention to your faith. Pay attention to your what? Your finances. Can I tell you something? Finances trouble people. Right? Man, people are tripping out right now. Oh, what am I going to buy my, this one for Christmas? You're like, man, I ain't worried about all that. But here's the bottom line. We're stressed out, but we shouldn't be. So we must pay attention to financial things, okay? The next thing is, because this will jack you up. I'll go to Proverbs 23 and 4. Let me give you that. I'm going to give you a little wisdom there. 23 and what? Verse 4. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Because some of you stay up too long trying to do this. Stop trying to get rich. Okay. Can I tell you something? If you honor the Lord with your wealth, He'll fill your vats. He will, he will give you plenty. Do not weary yourself to gain what? Cease from what? Look, look what it says, verse 5. When you set your eyes on it, Ask me how I know. You know, the, the, the prize is not looking at your bank account and seeing you got 50, 80, 100,000, million dollars in the bank. That's not the prize. The prize is the legacy that you leave. You follow what I'm saying? The, 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 the fact that you had faith enough to believe God, right? And then to, and then to bless God and bless his kingdom and see things happen for his glory. Listen, listen, you set your eye, listen, those people who invested in Enron, y'all remember Enron? I was talking, talking to a guy, he said, man, yeah, he was talking, he told me, he said, listen, 
My friend, she had millions. When, it, when she, you know, set for life. She thought, she thought she was set for life until she found out it was a Ponzi scheme. It was gone in one day. She didn't get an opportunity to cash out. And even if you try to cash out of a Ponzi scheme, they're not going to give you all your money. You with me? I'm not saying it's wrong to invest. I'm not saying none of that. But what I am saying is don't make that your main focus. Because when you set your eyes on it, it's gone. For wealth, certainly what? Hold on a minute. Wealth certainly makes itself what? Huh. Like an eagle. And flies towards the what? Whoosh. Gone. Put your trust in God. Invest in the right place. Amen. The next thing that you're going to have to you, you're going to need to finish well. Ready? Because some of you need to do this. Forgiveness. I believe that the lack of forgiveness is what's holding some of us back. We cannot forgive and we're walking around with hurt. You have to forgive. Amen. Go to Ephesians chapter 4 for me. Mm-hmm. And it's this very simple passage. Go to verse 30 and read verse 30 for me. <laughs> We've been hearing a lot about the Holy Spirit, right? Throughout this year. Forgiveness, y'all. Why is, let me ask you, why is forgiveness important? Okay. All right. What else? Ah, it frees you. That's right. Go ahead. All right. How many have been hurt this year by people? Let me ask a question. Have you forgiven them? So you're not free. Not only are you not free, but you are also grieving the Holy Spirit. So you will lack the joy of the Spirit. Not only that, but you will affect the filling of the Holy Spirit. Watch this, verse 31. And because this comes along with forgiveness. Look what it says. Let all what? Bitterness. You know, some of us are holding on to stuff. We're smiling with other people, but man, we bitter. Seriously, like, seriously, we're like, <laughs> come on, help me. And anger and clamor. You know that word, you know what that word clamor means? To shout. To yell, yelling all the time. You can't even have a low tone. You're just yelling all the time. you just... You can't speak in a regular tone. <laughs> Everything you say 
is a shout because it's coming from a place of unforgiveness. No, then you just get on my nerve. No, no, no. <laughs> What's the next word? Slander. He said, put away from you. Along with all what? Malice. Verse 32. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. What does it say next? Forgiving each other. Here's the key. Whenever you feel like you cannot forgive, you have to remember something. How has God forgiven you? Let me ask this. If God didn't forgive you, what would happen to you? Like seriously, if God did you like you're doing that person right now, trying to free you financially, I'm trying to free you by faith. I'm trying to free you with forgiveness. Listen to me real good. What if God held on? What would happen? Huh? So he says, just as God in Christ also has forgiven who? You. And then he says in verse 5, verse, chapter 5, verse 1, he says, therefore, what is the therefore? Right? Be what? Of who? Stop. Get out your feelings. Come on, man. He says, be imitators of God. If God has, how many have been forgiven? How many times this year God has forgiven you? Let me ask you, how many times you done messed up? Hmm? Has he forgiven you? Yes, he has. Be imitators of God. Lastly, you ready? Now, this goes along with forgiveness. Last thing, and I'm, we're done. Ready? Forget. There are some things that you need to erase from your memory from this year. But if you go, here's how you know you have forgiven. When you forget totally the offense. When you see that person, the first thing that comes to your mind is not the argument that you had. It's not that, oh, they hurt me. Oh, it's not that. That means you have not forgiven. You with me? You got to forget. But how can I forget? Well, how does God forget? Remember, the basis of your forgiveness is not based on how they forgave you. Woo, I'm about to say something. But it's based on how God has forgiven you. So if you're going with that, you know, scenario, then it doesn't matter if a person remembers as long as you forget. So you're going to have to do something today you're gonna to have to do some forgetting you're gonna to have to do some letting go you have to do some hey i'm finna leave that alone finna yeah leave it alone philippians chapter three forgetting that's it y'all here's how you press forward this year here's how you finish well brethren 
I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, come on, help me somebody. Listen, it's been a crappy year for you. I'm about to say something. For some of you, for some of you, not all, not all. I'm telling mid-year, it was, it was tripped out for me, for real. But I made a decision. I'm not going to let what happened to me change me, make me bitter. I'm going to forget and I'm going to learn the lessons from what I had to go through. He says, forgetting what lies what? And reaching forward. Let me ask you something. There's going to be one more F, okay? And, and, and that one F is future. Future. Can I ask you something? What are you reaching for in 22? I act like it's, it's, it's a watch night service. What are you reaching for? What are you reaching towards this year? Coming. If you have no idea what you're reaching for, then you're not reaching for nothing. If you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know how you want to live, you don't know, you know, like what changes you want to make in your life, you know, if you have no vision, Vision Church, if you have no vision, then you will repeat 21, 19, 18, 17, some you repeat in 15, some you repeat in 2013, because you're starting the way you finished, and it's a cycle. He says, I press. I press towards what? The goal. You got to set goals of, for the prize. Paul is using an athlete's illustration here that the athlete is always pressing towards what? The goal. For the what? For the prize. May I ask you a question? At the end of this year, will you receive the prize that you were pressing towards all year long? Or did you abandon that midway? What are you, what's your prize? What's the ultimate prize? I already told you. Wealth will leave you. Got wings. He says, I'm pressing for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ <laughs> Jesus. Give God a hand clap of praise. How to finish the year well. Verse 15, he says, let us therefore as many as that are perfect have this attitude. I believe it's all about attitude. What type of attitude should I have? A pressing forward attitude, pastor. And if anything, and if in anything you have a different attitude, guess what? God's going to reveal that also. So if we're going to finish, we have to have some form of a future to look forward to. And I encourage you tonight, amen, to finish well.
Amen.